1: Tovar is an equal opportunity employer.
0: We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs cave party. The Club 400 Podcast is on the air, as always. We're back here at Club 400. Williams is in the house. Man, the board. William, what is going on? Let's get ready to rumble. We're ready. Are you guys ready? About oh, a little bit over a week, we will be at Parkside Pub in Huntley, That's Illinois. That's crazy.
1: That's like my hometown bar, you know? I know. I it's like mean, where I grew up. Serving.
0: Parkside. Club 400 Lager. Serving it. We're going to be serving it up. In the cans. We'll probably give away some beer that day. I'm sure we will give away beer. You think so? I know we're giving away some cup tickets, so that's enough reason to come out to Parkside Pub on Tuesday, May 25th. Are we going to have any of our friends from Crystal Lake Brewery by chance? That would be awesome. If maybe I, I have a hard time getting Clooney to show up here, but maybe we can get him to go to Parkside. I or maybe we can get John, John O'Fallon out there, owner ooh, of ooh, Crystal Lake big. Brewery, or maybe one of the bartenders. I mean, anyway, come on now. Options
1: are limitless. Ball
0: 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy-drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing, with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans. This baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing, beer master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six pack today. And please remember to drink responsibly. So, anyways, what I don't know if you're Stu and William
1: drinking tonight. That's oh, <laughs> just kidding.
0: We are drinking Club 400 Lager. Yes, I hope you sir. are too. I know Crowley is because he's always drinking it on his podcast. Love the fact that he drinks it in public like that. Love the fact that he drinks on a Monday night too. Because <laughs> he's our I like hero. I like to drink. You know, I mean, in fact. Last he's a teacher. The last too. podcast that we did, right? Mm-hmm. We did a couple. We did the podcast, and then we basically John came over. We interviewed Bill Watts. That was at the very end, and then we had the Jersey Girls over here. Doing the national anthem. Oh, what a night. We had about fifteen renditions in a row of the Star <laughs> Spangled Banner, if not more. We need to get your wife Lisa on to see
1: how she felt about that.
0: She did not want to hear the National Anthem. She knows the words very long, long now, time. Though. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time. Jimmy Wadelia, modern day Romeo, Jessica came over. We partied pretty late. Yeah. I woke up awfully hung over. It's a good time. And then I went hey, to Brady Field the next day. You have drove good. my truck down there, left my truck down there, took a car home, had to come back the next day in an Uber. Where were you, William? You weren't there for me, dude. Um, Some people got to yeah. work on Saturdays, I guess. huh? I, it was a Friday.
1: Oh, I had to work on Saturday. Yeah, too. He, had to work, he Saturday.
0: works on Saturday mornings. But yeah, I,
1: I wasn't there for you Friday
0: either. And I'll always do this. Our friends at wrigleyview.com dot com, rooftop dot com. They're starting to open up now. So they're starting to open up for all the games. Uh, and they are very economical pricing this year. As you know, the ticket includes a full ticket for the game, uh, free drinks, free food. of beef. of beef, beef combos, hot dogs, uh, vegetarian options, desserts, chips. Great people. You great can, you, view. You can't beat it. Great price. Wow. Check them out, WrigleyView.com. If you. Hey, oh, go ahead. If you want to do a group outing, I've actually got calls. From, <coughs> excuse me. No COVID here, William. By the way, you are double vaxxed, so you're okay. I can I'm cough good. at you almost. You can cough on me. Yeah. And then uh, it won't matter. But anyways, uh, it's good pricing, good view, good people. Like I said, we're hosting a cancer, uh, breast cancer event up there soon. Be on the lookout for that information. com. they do do groups. If you call the phone number, let them know, Club 400. Stu and William sent you there. Uh, I know Lisa. She's doing a group of 10. And I believe uh, I just got a call from the other day from our distributor, Chaz Hedrick. By the way, they just came in and redid our kegerator. Nice. It changed out everything. We were leaking gas in there. So uh, I want to say thank you to Chaz Hedrick, not only for, for coming out here, fixing our kegerator, but promoting the beer in a big way. Club 400 Lager is now out in more stores than ever right now, and it could be at your local supermarket. Go check it out. Anywhere where Crystal Lake Brewery is sold. Let's talk about the big news in the world today. Well, by the way, we have big news, and we're going to bring on Frank Walker, the fourth. Uh, We've been on his podcast. Now he's coming on ours, and we're going to bring Frank in. We're going to talk to him about this, but the big news, which is huge news. It's amazing. I mean, I think it should make everybody happy. Uh, We have what happened, William, today. We have
1: extended wow. the number of fans that can be in public places. I guess at least stadiums from twenty-five percent up to
0: sixty percent. Sixty percent,
1: and that is happening within the next couple weeks. Two
0: weeks. I think the next Cub game. It actually starts a little bit earlier for the White Sox because the White Sox are in town when they, whenever they decide. But for the Cubs, I believe it's the. Uh, I am checking right now here. Um, I think it's the 26th or 28th.
1: And you know what I really like about this step from 25 to 60? It's going to be the last one until the okay. next one will be full. full I mean, capacity, I see no reason. I see no reason why not. Yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't make sense to go from like 60 to
0: 75. The 28th, William. That's when it. That's, that's when, when it we go up. to 60 percent. So we basically uh, we play the Washington series this week. Welcome back, Kyle Schwarber. Welcome back, John Lester. By the way, real quick, before I forget, John Benedict's birthday and Danny Rockett's birthday. What a week of Uh, birthdays. Last week. Two classic guys. Uh, Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday to anybody's birthday. That was the hard thing about, like, I almost give up on birthdays because it's like, Club 400's grown so much, we usually have a birthday or two a day, and it's like, man, I I need to hire someone just for the birthday updates. I know Danny feels my pain, um, but... uh, yeah, happy birthday to those guys. Uh, yeah, William, we're going to get to go to a Cubs game and hear the crowd in a big way. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome, man. And it uh, seems
1: like such a long time coming, and then when you think about it, it's like only been a little over a year. I mean, that is a long time. Don't right. get me wrong, but
0: yeah, you know, in I mean, the big scheme of things, yeah, you're talking about you know, yeah, a whole entire season lost, and then month and a half of maybe, uh, you know, and we're still not back to normal. I read
1: somebody say, you know, it's going to be tough to go back to normal. I was starting to get used to having, like, my own section and
0: <laughs> yeah, getting well, around so I'm easy. Almost, I almost like Going to the bathroom. I like it the way it problem. is, right? I don't know, but, I mean, I want it packed. I want to hear the No, I mean, that's
1: and, three-fourths of it. I was at a NBA basketball game yeah. a week ago or so, and it was the same thing, 25%, and, uh, you could tell the difference i mean the energy was just so low they the one difference there is they were pumping up music the entire time so that was going on while the you know while they're dribbling the ball up and down the court and stuff it was like heavy thumping music and stuff but it was so different. Without and you ever thought you're going to the
0: Brewers game, and then you end up going well, the yeah, basketball yeah. game. Yeah, it was. Tell the, them that was crazy. You know, you're taking your son <laughs> to what you thought was a Brewer game, and then right. you find out an hour before you're actually going to the Bucks game. The Bucks game, yeah, it was a B. But uh, I got that right. It was a B. so. Yeah, we're gonna bring on our, our guest. Uh, uh, he works for the Cubs. He's a security guy, uh, Frank Walker of the Fourth. Let's call him up right now, William, and we'll bring him on, and we're gonna talk all things. Uh, Really, Cubs employees tonight. We're going to focus on the people that work for the Chicago Cubs. And we're going to talk to one of the head security guys. So we'll call him up right now. And I hope you enjoy our interview with Frank Walker IV. Thanks, everybody, to Frank Walker. Frank, how you doing tonight, buddy?
2: Hey, I am great. Uh, Excited to be uh, on the podcast, uh, returning the favor from when uh, you all were on our podcast, which is one of our best episodes.
0: I'll tell you what a real quick Frank before we get into a little bit about you and what you you know how you uh, became working for the Cubs and and your job there tell us about what you're doing right now and, and the podcast that you're doing which I think is really awesome like I, we just was telling William uh, you work for the Cubs in security and uh, all the people that work for the Cubs are kind of like a family and Frank's kind of combining the family together and I think that's kind of the idea behind this podcast but tell me about it Frank
2: Uh, Yeah, so like you said, we we are a family, and uh, we discovered during the pandemic that uh, a lot of us had uh, lives outside of Wrigley uh, that we never, ever knew about. We were lawyers and doctors and teachers, uh, but when we were at Wrigley, we never knew. We just knew that this person was an usher, or this person was a security guard, or they emptied the trash out. Uh, So we decided, why not do a podcast? That is not about, uh, work. does are not us to discuss work, but we can talk about what we do in our personal lives outside of work. So every Monday, uh, and Wednesday, uh, we produce, uh, new episodes that features either an usher or a security guard or somebody that works at Wrigley Field and they talk about what they do, but they're not at Wrigley Field and we throw in some, uh, Cubs and former Cubs, um, here and there, surprises as well. And
0: Frank, um, that's kind of the unique thing is, uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, all these people that work for the Cubs, like, they're not employees. Uh, they're people that have had, a lot of them are, you know, older older people that were, you know, that retired. A lot of them are, the ushers and stuff like that, you know, um, who are huge Cub fans and they're kind of like, we're living, living a dream. Yeah, living their dream. Because I, I, I know three or four people. Uh, friends of mine's parents that work at Wrigley, where they're actually fulfilling a dream, uh, but being able to you know do it at beautiful Wrigley Field on a daily basis. So uh, you, you know, we're not just talking about people that are working at Wrigley Field, but these are people that are fulfilling their dreams, right, Frank?
2: Oh yes, I mean there are people who um, live as far away as uh, Wisconsin, uh, Indiana, uh, all the surrounding states who drive all those hours just to get to uh, Riggity Sale to work and be of service uh, in the cold and in the rain. And then when the game is over, they drive all the way back to their different uh, states. I don't think that most people uh, know that, you know, these great people are doing this. So uh, that's why we call the podcast uh, Mistaken Identity, because uh, by day, they are ushers or security, uh, but in their personal lives, they're way much more than that.
0: Exactly. Now, Frank, tell us about you and like how you got involved with working with the Cubs. And I mean, you've been there for a very long time. Like, tell us about uh, what it's meant to you to, to call Wrigley Field your home, you know, and, and going to the, you know, going into the pandemic and how, how rough it probably was for all you guys. Because, I mean, you guys were completely shut down. There was, you know, you got there's I mean, that was that was it, you know.
2: Right. So uh, and I shared this story uh, on my podcast a lot. That, uh, you know, I found out about the Cubs uh, when I was 16. uh, and I was just at Lane Tech, which was down the street. And uh, in our cafeteria, there was um, uh, a table set up, and they were saying, you know, they were looking for 16-year-olds to come to work at Wrigley. Uh, Now, at the time, I was on the West Side. I didn't know anything about the Cubs (laughs) at all, but I knew I wanted a job uh, for, you know, two or three years while I was in high school. Uh, I was 16 then, fast forward to now. Uh, I'm 43 uh, years old, um, and I've been there off and on. I uh, left to College, of course, and some other things. But uh, all of my teen years, I worked there. In my 20s, I worked there. In my 30s, I worked there. Uh, and now in my 40s, uh, I've worked there. Um, so I've pretty much seen a whole lot. I've seen, you know, people come, go up into the highs the lows uh you know when we had ten thousand fans when we had the world series uh and then of course what i never thought i would see um which is the uh pandemic but if it wasn't for the pandemic uh the, the podcast that we're doing would not have started but as i told you uh, we came up on our own on our own time as a staff and decided hey we need to get together because we haven't seen each other in a while there's some depression We've lost some people to uh, COVID who won't come back. So why don't we just get on Zoom and have our own mini sessions? Um, of course, we did it on our own, but the Cubs uh, supported it, but they did not sponsor it because we had to do it on our own. But, and as you know, we've had Andre Dawson visit us. We've had Kyle Slover visit us. We've had Kerry um, Wood. We've had Ryan Dempster. Uh, so it's been pretty uh, exciting to be able to do this we've never had this kind of access to, uh, the players before, uh, but to do it, you know, on our own time, we're not discussing work and we can do it without getting in trouble. It was exciting to do.
1: Well, I know the one, um, security person that we know that works with you, Kathy Weedley. she's got a great story as far as like what she does outside of working at, at Wrigley. You know, all the painting that
0: she does and the the oh, chair. And I think she also, her. Frank, she, I think she also has the record for mm-hmm. most number of days in a row wearing a shirt. A Cubs a shirt? Cubs, shirt. Cubs yeah. logo shirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yes, you know, and, and again, Kathy Wheatley is the reason why, uh, you know, and Rahoff, uh, who helps put uh, all this together, that's uh, the reason why we are a part of, uh, you know, Club 400. Have we even met? Uh, it was through Kathy uh, Weedley, uh, and again, just the two months that I have known uh, you and Club 400 has been like amazing. Um, you all have helped us out. You know, we've sent some things to some kids um, that you all had uh, as staff, uh, not the Cubs, but we sent on our own. Um, so it's just been a good uh, connection. It just goes. That's an example of how our staff is full of resources. And that we can get together to come as a community and do things outside of Wrigley Field on our own.
0: Exactly. You know, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, um, you know, uh, when I talk about like what Club 400 is all about, and I talk about the experience of going at Wrigley Field, is like when I when I go to Wrigley Field, like I see a lot of the same people. That you know, I mean, obviously the pandemic quieted that down, but like when we were going every year back to we'd see the same the parking attendants. The, the, the ticket takers, the, the security people, the people that worked uh, so in the, in the clubs, aisles, private yeah, the, clubs the, the private stuff. clubs, so shimmy up in. in the stadium club. But, uh, yeah. like Those people are family uh, to us. I mean, uh, all, all the great workers at Wrigley Field are, are I mean, and you know, uh, Frank, I mean, you, you know, there's, a, there's you have your season ticket holders and you have your your tourists and then you have your, your regular fans that come and go, but... Uh, you got a mixed mosh full of people, but at the end of the day, uh, if you're a, someone like a season ticket holder that goes a lot, you know, you guys uh, are family to us, you know. Uh, just dealing with the same, like, back in the day, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but back in the day, like, the same people worked the same sections. Now they rotate them a little bit more, but it was, it's, things have changed as uh, life's moved on, but uh, to me, like, the people that work at Wrigley Field is, have always been family, and, uh and that's what it's a great thing to have uh, to talk to someone like Frank because like we had I was on Frank's podcast and we got obviously Frank on here tonight is that, you know, when you're at Wrigley Field, I, I just want to let all the listeners know like, uh, you know, these guys have a job to do. First of all, that, that, that they're supposed to be there and they all have things to do, but there's no reason to disrespect any of the mm. workers that work at Wrigley Field. Now, Frank, I know you have tons of stories, good and bad. And for the most part, they're actually pretty good, but I think what you're what you're doing with your podcast is humanizing the workers there because like the, these these people that are working at Wrigley Field are actually Cub fans, you know they're they're, they're not they're not just people they're they're actually peop, there's people behind like the people so it's like you know when you go to Wrigley Field and you don't like the way something's done or you don't like the way like they're telling you what to do well it's because that's their job they're supposed to tell you what to do. But, you know, do not, like, I you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't advocate you – know, I advocate you treat all the staff like family because that, that's what Cub fans is. That's what Club 400 is. We treat each other like family, Frank. And I, I know you've been around a long time. Tell me about, like, as far as your experiences with the crowd at Wrigley, it's, has it been mostly positive? I mean, is it 90-10? I mean, how have you felt has, a, you know, a guy working at Wrigley Field has, has the the, the – the fans are to you?
2: Well, I, I only speak as a fan. I, could, I couldn't speak as an employee, but I will say as a fan, uh, when I'm in the park and I'm watching and observing, because even, even when I go to the game uh, and I'm not supposed to be working, I'm working in the seats watching for <laughs> who's doing things and who's doing what. Uh, but as a fan, when I'm there, uh, I think for the most part, uh, I've always experienced, and I've been to what, over hundred games as a fan. Um, and I've sat in the bleachers, I've sat everywhere. Uh, I think for the most part, um, the fans uh, are what help to create that friendly, confined theme that we have. Um, so when I'm, when I'm there watching and observing, I see nothing but, um, you know, respect. I, you can go to any stadium and there's one knucklehead, uh, you know, who's doing whatever. But with the podcast, we're able to show that, hey, this usher here is somebody's grandmother. You know, this usher here is – somebody's mom she has kids at home uh you know she has to go to school and teach tomorrow uh so hopefully uh it makes people see uh you know some of our staff in a different lights outside of work
1: so you said you've gone to a hundred games or so how how frequently do you have time off i like you i actually worked for a major league team when i was in high school i started and worked through my high school and college years and i was spending 80 90 110 hours a week at every single game i never got any time off which was great at the time because i made a lot of money but um how how frequently do you get time off to enjoy the game and and when you do get time off are you going to wrigley as much as you can or how does that work
2: uh, so, I, you know, I do have my other, my, my actual job. Most of us have jobs, obviously, outside of uh, uh Field. So uh, generally, when I do have time off, I don't want to see anybody. I want to just stay in the house <laughs> and then relax. But um, there are some times when I have family in town or I have, uh, you know, uh, friends who have never been there and they know that I am, um, you know, a part of it, they want to go. So, uh, I'm the only way to go, so I go and buy some tickets like everybody else does, and then uh, you know I'll uh, go to the game. Uh, I don't go as much uh, now because I'm just busier with other things um, in life. But generally, I you know I try to let my friends go when they're in town. Uh, or my pastor from my church, uh, I try to let him go uh, when, he, when he would like to. Um, so I would say probably you know two or three times a year now uh, I find time to take my friend there. In my free time when I'm
0: off. I was going to ask you this, Frank. Uh, uh, Obviously, the big news we just spoke about earlier is that capacity is now going to 60% at Wrigley Field starting at the end of this month here. Uh, I mean, you actually, I I spoke to you this off uh, the podcast, but you actually uh, worked during the pandemic when when you look back to those times, uh, going to a ballpark where usually you're you know you're you're security and you're watching you know trying to look for bad fan behavior, and when when there's no fans in the ballpark, what what, what do you when when you look back to last year 2020, uh, the 60 game season, the 30 game season at home, what what, what do you take from that? Uh, I mean, uh, I remember myself going down there uh, and my feelings, but I was wondering as someone that was actually in Wrigley Field to experience what you experienced. Tell uh, our listeners uh, your thoughts on that.
2: Well, you know, uh, speaking as just a human and uh, obviously not as a uh, representative of the Cubs, uh, for me as a, as a human, it's just emotional to, um, you know, uh, here, let alone be able to go, uh, you know, back into um, the ballpark, not just for us, but for the White Sox and for, um, you know, everybody else, uh, to be able to see each other. So for me, I think just as a human, um, you know, it was, it was emotional. Uh, and again, if it was not for the pandemic, uh, there would be, uh, no podcast. I feel like we've gotten closer, honestly, to tell you the truth. I feel like we've gotten closer, um, because of the pandemic and we sort of take each other, uh, more seriously and not for granted. Um, and that, you know, again, has led to a mistaken identity.
0: Exactly, and now uh this year obviously uh back to work, which like you know uh frank i never I never met you before because that's probably because I don't get in trouble at really field William I'm a perfect <laughs> behavior whenever I'm there obviously. oh I'm sure <laughs> I mean I might you know maybe have a too too many pops, but I'm always uh just walk in walk out pretty much guy but uh uh coming back to work this year and uh what it mean to you to actually come back with with fans and um uh, actually you know have a little bit of, a, a little bit of normalcy How, what did it mean you need to go back there and see people walking in the ballpark
2: uh, and again, again just, just the, for the human side of me not the staff side of me but the human side of me again I, I just think that it was exciting to see so before I even got into um, the park just walking from because I lived not that far from there but just walking from my house uh, down to uh, the ballpark uh, just as a regular citizen just walking past the police being back outside again and directing traffic and uh the buses that were starting to pull up um you know for the games the fans who are making that uh, that journey um, walking from down Park Street uh down to regularly hearing people selling peanuts that used to be so annoying to me that now I love to hear because I hadn't heard it in so long um it is really hard to, uh, you know, put into words as, you know, how it feels as I human. And I, I got to tell you, it feels to us probably the same way it feels to everybody else. Uh, you know, because, again, at the end of the day, we're all humans and we're all, you know, fans. So uh, it probably feels the same way for us that it does for you all. What's
1: your, what's your favorite thing about being at Wrigley Field? Like something that you might see or hear or smell or something that happens every single day? And, you know, you just never get sick of it.
2: So this is going to sound really funny. But so I tend to I'm known for eating healthy when I'm at home. Um, I try to eat or I try to eat right vegetables and I say organic foods and whatever. Uh, But whenever I have a ticket and I go to the game, it is my excuse to get. Hot dogs, nachos, subway, of beef. I would never eat that stuff. <laughs> all right, Frank, all what, what, do you,
0: what, what do you put on your hot dog? Frank,
2: I'm just mustard. I'm pretty much just mustard. Just a mustard guy, just um, that simple, huh? Yes. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Stu puts ketchup uh, on his, which mustard. is a big foul. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I'm not gonna lie, Frank. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I Do put my mus- ketchup on my hot dog. Uh, but yeah,
2: so you know what? what I have a ticket. at the game. I, I, that's my that's my chance to. You know, I don't really drink soda like that, but when I'm at, when I'm there, and it's gonna sound weird, but I eat everything like I can. Uh, that isn't sort of like my guilty pleasure is uh, I am infatuated. I'm not sure if you all if you all have had it or not, but they have a chef series where different chefs come in and uh they used to make the chicken and waffles and man, I you know, I I had to buy a chicken and go to that game because, <laughs> you know, when do you get to eat chicken and waffles again?
0: Right. <laughs> I was going to ask you this question. It was very important. I wanted to ask this one was that, uh, you know, obviously you're on Club 400 podcast, which is, you know, about Cub fans helping Cub fans, which is about what I believe are the best fans in all sports. As someone who works uh, for security uh, for the Chicago Cubs, uh, what would you say, like, to the the average person listening to this podcast right now, something uh, that they could take from this, as someone that works at Wrigley Field where they – maybe it would put things into a better perspective, uh, you know, in a positive light. Did I say that right, William? Sure. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, and I'm trying to find a way to. Uh, and, and, you, know, you know what and I'm I trying to
0: say. I mean, what I'm trying to say do, is like, because like uh, what I'm trying to do is bring the, uh, the staff of the Chicago Cubs closer to the fans of the Chicago Cubs and just tell everybody, hey, we're all one and the same here, right? So there's no reason to act like a jackass. Like we can all talk to one another here, and like you know, especially like I was gonna ask you that too. Like with all these, the pandemic and all these rules and stuff. Like, how much added stress does it put on your guy, on you guys, because of like stuff that you know you have to mandate be, because of you know, uh, you know, the city of Chicago and whatever else. I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys are putting up with a lot more than you normally have to put up with because of you're in a circumstance that. You know, no one's ever been a part of ever. So, I mean, how how difficult has that been?
2: Oh, that's a that's a hard. I don't know if I can answer that. one. I'm not sure if I can answer that. One. Okay, <laughs> that's
0: fine. I know. You, I know. There's some things right. you know. You work for the Cubs. We get that. But uh, well, yeah. I,
1: I think where you're going, one of the places yeah. you're Let's going. let try to simplify this, we right? we Stu and I went to spring training in uh, Arizona, and we went to the Cubs were playing at the Dodger Stadium. I. Can't remember where. Yes, was we went. It was actually it was
0: the Dodgers and White Stock, White Sox, Camelback Ranch.
1: Camelback Ranch. There you go. And um, you know, our initial feeling when we went, walked in was it felt like a library. It was so quiet. And then we were in the outfield bleacher seats in a circle, standing in a circle, and we couldn't figure out why we we're getting yelled at every minute for having our masks off while we were sipping a beer. But then very quickly after that, we were talking about you and Kathy and other people that we know and just how this has just got to be a challenge to tell, you know, adults, put your mask back on. It's like it's like managing a, a classroom of kindergartners, you know.
0: Added stress probably that you guys already have stress on a, on a normal game when there's 40,000 people there. Now you're only dealing with... Uh, you know, well, right now twenty five percent, and you're probably I don't I hope maybe you're not having as much problems. I hope not, but I'm, you're dealing with different types of problems. You know, so it's never easy, right, Frank? I mean, I'm not. I guess I we're sympathizing with you. I guess is yeah. what we're saying here. You know,
2: I mean, I I, I, I again I don't I represent the Cubs. And I'm promoting the podcast, but what I would say is that I think it's no different than what you see or what you're hearing um and the rest of the world i think there, i think really there's no exception to um anywhere else i mean um uh, i'm sure you've seen uh some hesitancy on social media or online so i, w- I would just say that there's it, it, no difference it's, it's the same everywhere i would say
0: yeah and i, and I was uh sense. i wanted to ask you too like during the the year it's i mean you correct me if i'm wrong here but did, you guys lost a lot of employees, didn't you? I mean, th- through co- co- I don't know if it was COVID deaths, but it seemed like you guys lost five or six people that worked for the Cubs for a very long time.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because uh, you know, uh, and this is public knowledge. This is not inside knowledge because it's been all over social media because we're all posting about it. But um, and we're actually and we're actually going to have a episode on the podcast um, about the people that we have lost. Uh, but it does feel like we have, you know, lost a, um, you know, a larger amount of staff than we usually do, um, for whatever reason. Um, and that led to a lot of, you know, why we're doing what we're doing now, because, you know, when you come back to work and you, you hear that you've lost so many people and you didn't even know about it because you're not either on social media or, uh, we haven't been away for a while, that leads to some depression and some anxiety. Um, so, you know, we wanted to do whatever we can to believe that outside of work, uh, the Cubs as an organization, uh, you know, they are handling it how they handle it. They're an organization. Uh, but we're a family outside our personal lives. So, you know, we also um, address it there. And again, the, the, you know, the Cubs are very supportive of, uh, you know, what we do um, outside as well. So.
0: So Frank, so what is uh? So as far as the you're doing the podcast, uh, what's uh? I mean, uh, we hope to have you out the Club 400 really soon. We'd love to have all you guys out here uh, uh, at some point, and we'll do a little barbecue. But uh, uh, you guys have brought on unbelievable players, like you said, Andre Dawson, our our good friend Ray Burris uh, came on their uh, pot, uh their show, and uh, so uh, w- w- the end game is just to to uh, the, to get these uh. Great employees on your podcast, tell them about their their life stories, and to educate people about uh, who works at Wrigley Field and the history of, it's part of the history of Wrigley Field. It really is. All the people that work at Wrigley Field, uh, I mean, I've met so many unbelie- I mean, unbelievable people there uh, that I've became lifelong friends with, you know, and people that i you know we've i've lost that i don't see you know see any longer not just inside the ballpark but outside the ballpark at bars bar owners and so forth so it is a community it is a great community and that's the great thing about you frank you're bringing everybody together has a community and uh you know covid was rough on everyone and like you said uh what you did was bringing them together and starting the zooms and uh bringing players on and uh, was a beautiful thing, Frank, and uh, it takes guys like you, leaders. Uh, you're you're a leader, and uh, you care. You're passionate, and, and I love that about you, Frank. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. And uh, I just want to let you know we support you 100%, and whatever we can do to help you guys, uh, we will do. And uh, we we look forward to uh, seeing you because I don't know if you know this, uh, William, but. Uh, uh his favorite player is frank's favorite player is jason hayward we need to get him out here man. <laughs> yes <laughs> jay we've heard some good stories about him
1: that's for sure
2: yes uh jay Hay is the man yes that, that I, I would i would go crazy if i ever got to and i've seen that work obviously in passing but i would go crazy if i ever got to actually talk to him yes, yeah he's,
0: uh, he's, i mean good. yeah we got to get jay Hay out here we're you know working on uh you know, we've shut down like everybody else, uh, but we're looking forward to getting some players out here soon. And uh, I hope that uh, Frank is uh, – I hope you're out here a lot, Frank, when, when you can be because sometimes you won't be able to be here because uh, we'll be watching you on TV. Exactly.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But I do want to thank you all for letting me uh, come on to promote um, the podcast because we definitely think that it is – uh, we're, we're like the other version of you all where, you know, you are a Cubs fans having Cubs fans and we are, uh, you know, the associates helping the associates outside of, um, work and, uh, not associated or representing work. So we see similar values in our missions.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hey Frank, what is the best way for somebody to find your podcast if they wanted to go out there and, and look for your podcast?
2: So uh, surprisingly, uh, we've gotten pretty big, but uh, we're actually available on every uh, podcast platform, including uh, Clubhouse now, and uh, it's just simply a mistake. Wait, we're not even on
0: Clubhouse yet. What the hell? I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, it's uh, Mistaken Identity with David and Frank, that full title. You just type it into your uh, podcast platform and you can find us.
0: Excellent. So let me ask you this real quick before we let you go, because he's got to do his podcast tonight. Uh, so I thought you worked every Cubs home game, but it's not necessarily true. You got days off here and there. Yes, I mean,
2: I, I would, I would, uh, I mean, I have a job outside of the Cubs. Most of us do so. Um, my priority goes to my actual job. And then, uh, you know, I can go to work when I when I when I'm able
0: to. Okay, I did not know that, but I would love to go to a game with Frank out in the bleachers or somewhere. I would love to go to. He games. doesn't like period. to go
1: there if he doesn't
2: have to. Didn't you hear oh, that? Okay, really? okay. so <laughs> sure we can do that one day.
0: Frank Walker, and- the fourth, we love you, buddy. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you here at Club 400, and I will support you guys 100%. Mistaken identity and all the people that work for the greatest team of all sport, the Chicago Cubs. You are welcome here at any point in time. You are our family, too. Frank, you're my family. William, you're my family. We're also looking forward to the
1: day when our podcasts are back-to-back on the Marquee Network.
0: Exactly. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: Why not? Then we'll we'll know we've made it, right? (laughs) Then we'll know we've made it. All right, thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you at Wrigley Field.
2: All right, thank you all. Thank you. Nellie Kelly loved baseball games. Knew the
0: players, knew all their names. You could see her there every day. Shout hooray when they play. Her boyfriend by the name of Joe said, To Coney Isle, dear, we'll go. Then Nellie started to fret and pout. And to
2: him I heard her shout